Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What is up, Green Bay Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Pack a Day Podcast, the Philadelphia Eagles butt whooping in a good way. Pack a Day Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Morley. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Morley. And I'm flying solo today, um, but we got some, or I got some good stuff planned for uh, what we can talk about. And I really want to, you know, jump into that Eagles game and kind of talk about what were your impressions of that game, you know, moving forward. Obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles are a reeling team. The season has not gone, you know, as they probably expected it or wanted it clearly, Uh, but they're still a team with plenty of talent with. Carson Wentz, who, you know, he he seemingly could turn it on at any moment. Obviously, he got benched. Didn't happen this last week, but you get my point. There are still talented players on that football team, and the Packers really took it to them, um, as they should, you know, as a Super Bowl contending team should have. And, you know, your first reactions from watching that game are, number one, clearly, number 12, I don't understand how you can't give him the MVP at this point. Um, you look at his his numbers, he's starting to create a little bit of a gap as far as touchdowns between him and Patrick Mahomes. That's really the only you know clear-cut wide gap between those two guys. You, I guess yards, um, Patrick has thrown for more yards. He's also thrown the ball about 70 more times than Aaron Rodgers. They actually average the same um, yard, you know, they're, they're averaging the same amount of yards every time they, they throw the ball essentially. So if you would put the same amount of passes on 12, do the math, he'd have the same amount of yards, but you know, really what's interesting is I said today, you know, you, I've, I cover the chiefs as well. And Kansas city is a team that I've watched every single snap of their offense this year. I've watched every single snap of green Bay's offense. And I said earlier today, I, I with that knowledge, I don't know how you can't give Aaron Rodgers the MVP. In the same breath, watching every single snap the can of the Kansas City Chiefs, I don't know how you can't give it to Patrick Mahomes either. This is truly a remarkable season for quarterback play. I don't know if there has ever been a point in time in the history of the NFL where two guys as talented as Mahomes and Rodgers are playing at the same time. So it's not really an argument thing. I, I I can't I can't do that. I can't get into the whole argument about why this guy is better. You can point out subtle things like I just did, but really and truthfully, if the season ended today, I don't see any fair way to do it other than making them both co-MVPs this season. And that'd be pretty cool. I know State Farm would probably or not probably they'd absolutely love that. 
but that's your first impression of 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 this game is just 12 and just how in command he was on Sunday. It just, you know, there was a point in time in that game at the end of the first half, he had thrown as many touchdowns. He had threw he had thrown more touchdowns than incompletions. And if it wasn't for the drops yesterday, he would have ended the game with nearly as many incompletions as touchdown passes. Just absolutely bizarre numbers for a quarterback in the National Football League to be doing. And like I said, he just is in complete control out there. He looks like he's having fun. He looks like he's relaxed. And I just can't imagine anyone there. Oh, well, there's not. There's no one playing. There's no one playing the position better than Aaron Rodgers is right now. Patrick Mahomes is playing it as well, which is bonkers that there are two guys that are historically. And this isn't, like I said earlier, this isn't just two guys saying, wow, they're both playing really good. No, they're both playing at a historic rate right now. There has never in the history of the NFL been a quarterback, one, one quarterback to throw 40-plus uh, touchdowns and five or less interceptions. Both of those cats are on pace to do that right now. Uh, just, you can't say enough. Just enjoy, I mean, I'm just trying to enjoy it. I'm really just trying to enjoy every single week, week watching both of those guys go out there and play the position the way they do. Uh, moving on from that, though, thank goodness, speaking of drops, thank goodness for Devontae Adams. You watch this Packers offense, and 12 makes this thing go, and he probably would make it go without 17, and he, in fact, actually has this season made it go without Devontae Adams. But my goodness, that man is fun to watch when he is on. He is uncoverable. I said it in the game, that touchdown pass, if you get him in the slot, there's not a quarterback. There's not a cornerback in the National Football League that can de- defend Devontae Adams one on one with a two way release from the slot. And someone asked me, "What does that mean to have a two way release?" And it's when you're in, when you're, it's it's what it sounds like when you're in the slot. You have uh, more real estate to the outside, and you obviously have plenty of real estate to the inside. Uh, when you're lined up on the outside, that sideline can restrict you a little bit. But Devontae Adams in the slot, if he can go out or he can go in. Just the way he runs his routes, just surgical. Surgical with the athleticism and the hands. I mean, he is the complete package. Unbelievable. Unbelievable to watch. I think if you talk about offensive players of the year, Devontae Adams uh, probably shouldn't win that, but I think he can at least be mentioned in that conversation. Uh, He has been that good this season. In his 10 games, he's missed essentially two and a half games this year. And you stack him up with the other guys in the league, top five stats and everything. But then you go look at their games played. Most of them are at 12, Devontae's at 10. So he's the only NFL, he's the only receiver in the NFL averaging more than 100 yards a game, which says it all right there. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. And now, 
Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Term and conditions apply. One thing about this team that makes them so fun to watch is that Aaron, that Aaron Jones 77-yard touchdown. Just kind of going through your notes, looking at that, looking at the way the game was, and just the way this team celebrated, the way this team wanted him to get in the end zone to a man. They are down field blocking, the, and you know Aaron Rodgers was even down the field at at the end with them as well. If you watch some of the cutaway clips, not blocking, probably just running down there to get ready for the next play, but. The effort from MVS was unbelievable. The effort from David Bakhtiari was unbelievable. And that is what makes this team special. That is what makes this team fun is the fact that how much they love each other is super evident to those of us that are watching at home. And it's easy to love a team when they love each other. And so I, I am thankful uh, that the this Packers team has that type of chemistry because the most talented teams don't always win the Super Bowl. The most talented teams don't always win every Sunday. It's usually the teams that have that type of camaraderie. And you've even heard the quarterback talk about that in the past with certain teams that just felt different. And that that is really fun. Uh, defense yes, uh, on Sunday played well, played good enough. The, uh, I've maintained for a long time, this offense is good enough that the defense just has to be not a dumpster fire for this team to win a lot of games. If they can take the ball away, if they can get stops, if they can get pressure on the quarterback like they did yesterday, this that that type of performance is good enough for this team to win it all. Now, is it going to be good enough or can, or can they play to that level against some of the better offenses in the league? That remains to be seen. And we will find out. Uh, this playoffs obviously there's going to be good teams you know either coming through Lambeau Field or the Packers having to travel they will have to play a good team a good offense the NFC has some teams with good offenses Seattle has not been there in the last couple weeks but they'll be there you know Seattle will be there their offense will be good it'll be ready to roll Los Angeles the Rams they look like that offense with Sean McVay they're going to be able to put up points uh, you know, you don't, you don't know about Tampa Bay. You don't know about San Francisco, who's getting healthy right now. Can they make a push and a run? They've been the boogeyman for this Packers team. Uh, this defense will need to play at least to a average to below average, which is a low bar to clear. But it, as as Packer faithfuls, we know that that isn't always cleared. So the defense yesterday did did a really nice job. The special teams was atrocious. That needs to be fixed immediately uh that's actually a pretty concerning obviously that they've given up two punt return touchdowns in the last four weeks jk scott i'm sure is absolutely miserable whenever some he see whenever he sees that the floodgates open and he's actually expected to make a tackle i don't have no idea what is going on with him i think our buddy uh peter bukowski said today jk scott is the worst tackler in the national football league 
And I'm, I'm not sure there is even a case to be made against that. The, the poor guy. Uh, but, uh, but that's that. Those were my, my instant reactions from this game on Sunday and kind of just, you know, expounding upon those and to talk about, you know, it's interesting to look at Brian Gutekunst's 2019 offseason. For the longest time, we talked about, okay, he got the Smith bros. He got Adrian Amos. He got Billy Turner, or all cogs in this football team, in this 13-3 last season football team, and a team that's going to win 12 to 13 games this year as well. Those guys were great signings, fantastic signings. They kept some of the young guys on the bench though. And for some of us, that was a little bit, a little bit odd because this Packers team under Ted Thompson, we kind of got used to them playing these young guys. You know, everyone can go back to the NFC championship game with Demarius Randall, Quentin Rollins, Ladarius Gunther, you know, a lot, a lot of that was out of necessity, but you know, those other guys, uh, Randall and Rollins, they played those guys early and the Packers are just, not really that's not really how they jive anymore they want to take these guys and they want to build this team through developing their young talent while they have veterans on the field it's clear that this team loves playing veterans that's christian that's why christian kirksey is out there um even over kamal martin at this point in time but you look at some of the veterans they've brought in, and I specifically want to point out Zadarius Smith, who has really been the crown jewel of that free agency draft, free agency uh, group. And we'll talk about the draft class in just a second. But Zadarius Smith, the, the, the saying goes, you pay free agents for what you think they can do, not necessarily what they have done. And when they signed Zadarius, he was a 26, 27-year-old guy coming into the prime of his career. And he had been a a good player, a a good player in Baltimore, a a guy that is useful, a guy that a lot of teams really like to have on their their squad. The Packers gave him a lot of money to come in here and be something more than that. And he has absolutely delivered. He has made Goody look really smart there in Zadarius Smith's 28 regular season games in Green Bay. He has 24 sacks. That's he's you know, so he's almost averaging a, a sack a game where he came from Baltimore where he had 18 and a half sacks in four years. So the foresight that they had for this player cannot be understated. They, they absolutely nailed that pick. Zadarius Smith has turned himself into an absolute superstar in Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, he still doesn't seem to get that much love in the in the national media, and, and I'm not sure why. Last year, I think he had the best edge rush edge rusher season in the NFL, and this year, I think he's a top five guy again. And two years in a row, because I was kind of the argument last off season was. Well, but Zadarius Smith is, he's a six to eight sack guy who is a better rusher inside. Is he going to kind of slide back to the mean? And he has not. He has not at all. He continues to ascend. He does not have as many pressures this year, total pressures as he did in 2019. But he also has three forced fumbles. Two of those recovered by Green Bay. He's made more of the the big time impact plays for this Packers team, especially when, you know, when they needed them, that new Orleans game, that was the game changer 
was when he caused the fumble on, you know, Taysom Hill when they brought him in. That is really what changed the course of that game. So you can't say enough about that. Even Preston Smith seems like he's starting to heat up ever since Mike Smith kind of called him out publicly. He has responded with a couple of pretty nice games. Uh, Adrian Amos, you can't say enough good things about that guy. He is a guy, if you have 11 Adrian Amoses at their respective positions, you have the best defense in the National Football League. He's just that type of guy. Very good, very assignment sure. And I think sometimes people hear that and don't realize that that does make you a Pro Bowl level player. Like, I don't think he's an, he's not an all pro. I would argue that he is a, a blue chip type player, but I think he's kind of right at the tail end of it. Um, you know, Pro Bowl, maybe all pro, but, but whatever. The point is, he's been a great draft, he's been a great signing. A guy that some people talked about after his first couple of games this year as a guy that maybe would be a cap casualty next year, but I don't think that's going to be the case at all. Uh, I think Preston Smith might be, but that's only because he's got a young guy in Rashawn Gary who is absolutely starting to blossom. And then Billy Turner, can't say enough things about that guy. Cannot say enough good things about him either. He is kind of the offensive signing of Adrian Amos last offseason where he's been able to come in and just be a rock for this Packers team. A rock, he's a leader. People respect him. Uh, his versatility is is so nice for this Packers offense, as we saw once again this last Sunday. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else you could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins division and championship futures all day every day head to bet online online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses don't forget to use the promo code blue wire at betonline.ag that's blue wire all one word bet online your online sportsbook experts but going to this 2019 rookie class could be special guys. This could be a very special class. You have three guys in this class already that I would be willing to argue are already hits. They are already hits and they are ascending 12th overall pick Rashawn Gary, myself included, not thrilled about that pick when they made it. He is proving me wrong. I'm ready to admit that I was, that was wrong. My draft evaluation on him was incorrect. Now, I'm not going to mention the other guy that I wish they would have taken over him because he's been good as well. But Rashawn Gary is not bad. And you can't you can't stack guys up like that always. If you get a good player, you get a good player. And Rashawn Gary just continues to get better. And I, I don't know who said this, but they're they're totally right when they say Rashawn Gary, if he if he is not a superstar, it will not be for lack of trying. You see him out there busting his butt, play in and play out. You know, he he gets hurt, comes off the field, comes back on the field, and is an absolute freight train chasing down Carson Wentz and almost making the play. So, like, he he's going to be a guy that I think is going to be a very good player in Green Bay. Will he ever be a top five edge rusher at his position? I don't know. I'm not saying he won't be. I'm not saying he will be. But he is an ascending player for this Packers team and a guy that I think uh, it is it is not – it is not unfair to be excited about Rashawn Gary. And then the other first round draft pick, Darnell Savage, is figuring it out. 
And he had a kind of a rough first half of the season. And Matt LaFleur had a great quote on him today, just talking about he needs to let these plays start coming to him. You know, he maybe is a guy that, and, and at Maryland, he was that dude. Like he, he had the green light to be all over the place and to roam that secondary and to make plays. He's playing, he's learning to play more within a, a regimented system in the NFL where he has defined roles and he does not always need to be the guy to go make the plays. Let those plays come to you. And I think as he's starting to learn, they'll find you. In the NFL, if you're doing your if you're doing your job, you will have opportunities to make plays, especially when you are the type of athlete that Darnell Savage is. And it's really exciting. I think, you know, it's you talk about two first round picks and taking guys that have just crazy high upside with with their athleticism. The sky is the limit for both Rashawn Gary and Darnell Savage. They uh, LaFleur ended that quote with saying Darnell Savage can be as good as he wants to be. He, and he's not lying. He, there is no physical limitations that are holding back Darnell Savage. That interception that he made on Sunday, you don't see. I mean, that that is a tough catch for NFL wide receivers to make. And putting himself in position to lay out, we've seen the athleticism on display the last two weeks now. Now, pro football focus did not love Darnell Savage's game. And I get that. There, You look at the touchdown that was given up on that fourth and forever. That was on Savage. He, he was late to get over there. That's the type of mental stuff that he needs to kick out of his game. But if he can make those plays, we forget about the, the ones he gives up. And he reminds me so much of Nick Collins, not just because of the athleticism, because of his number is similar, uh, but because they're on a similar trajectory. Nick Collins kind of gave up some of that stuff as well. If you go back and watch Nick Collins, we all love Nick Collins because of the pick six in the Super Bowl. Nick Collins is one of my favorite not just Packers, but players to watch of all time. Go back and watch him. He gives up some plays, but he makes up for it with his his the unreal athleticism and playmaking ability that he had. And Darnell Savage can be that type of guy. And when you have someone like Adrian Amos next to him, he is going to be um, having a little bit more freedom to do that, to find that balance between assignment sure, but still playing enough football playing enough football, getting enough snaps under his belt, that he has the the mental capacity to know when he sees something and to trust his instincts and to trust his eyes. And that's what we're starting to see with him and where he's starting to get. Now, that's only I'm talking that's two picks in the 2019. The the guy that's been the best so far out of that draft class is Elton Jenkins. He's quickly becoming one of the best interior offensive linemen in the National Football League, not just because of his versatility but because he goes and plays these positions and he's played all five positions this year, not just played them, but played them well. He has done a good job with each position that he's played. And we've talked about him a, a lot because he's been a cog in this team. And you go back to the Packers not wanting to play guys young. Jair Alexander is the only guy that was get or no Jair wasn't even Darnell Savage was the only guy that's ever been given the keys to the car right away and said, Hey, go play. Even Jair had to wait behind Devon House and Tremont Williams and Hat Krupa guys. Uh, Elton Jenkins had to wait too. People forget he didn't. He wasn't a starter till week three when Lane Taylor got hurt. He was not in the plans to play his rookie year. If if all things would have gone as planned, I don't know if Elton Jenkins would have played his rookie year. And that's what this Packers team wants to do. Sometimes guys are just so dang talented like Elton that they're just going to play. And that's, that's where we're at with him. And he's only going to get better. And that's going to be exciting to watch. But then you saw another guy, Kingsley Kiki. 
where I mean he he's got juice it, for a, for a day three draft pick. That's he's on the trajectory that exact that the exact trajectory you want to see for some of these guys that were late round picks like he was. Judge him off of what he does well, and right now what he does well is is what he did really good at Texas A&M. He can get skinny through the, these gaps, and if if you allow him to two gap and if you allow him to shoot gaps. He's slippery. He is slippery up and down the line of scrimmage, and he can get into backfields and wreak havoc. And he did it against Jason Peters, who has been, been doing this for a long time. He's not had a great year, but Jason Peters is is no slouch. And and uh, Kingsley played had another multiple sack game. If he can step up and be the second defensive lineman that the Packers so desperately need with Kenny Clark, then you got you might have something. Add add in a, a higher draft pick next year, you really might have something there with that front line. Uh, Jay Sternberger, who left with a concussion yesterday, so we're hoping our our boy's okay. But he's a player too. Just wait, just wait, wait till he gets his turn. That's that's kind of my mo with him. Is you look at Robert Tanyan, just ha- a guy that had to wait his turn, and now he is taking the league by storm. Jay Sternberger is a guy that when he gets in there, he does everything for this team, does everything the team asks him to do. He's doing all kind of, he's kind of doing the dirty stuff right now. The the little things, the playing the H back, blocking on the edge, not being the guy that gets the first read, the second read, but being there as an option. And as he continues to develop, I have a lot of confidence in Jay Sternberger being a very good player in the national football league. So that's one, two, three, four, five guys from that class. And then not to mention, Kadar Holman has been good. He's been actually good when he's played. He has a role in this league. He is a guy that if he can come in and be your third, fourth corner, that's a great draft pick for where he was picked. Those are the types of guys that you need to hit on for your teams to be successful. And to talk about kind of in that same vein, that's Ty Summers as well. Ty Summers is a guy that you're comfortable with with having to play at the inside linebacker position if he has to, but he is a special teamer. And he's a guy that I'd be willing to guess is one of the Packers best special teamers. And the Packers need more Ty Summers, truth be told, if they don't, if they want to stop giving up ridiculous punt returns, Uh, because Ty Summers is a competent special teamer out there and he's built for that. And so that that's exciting. That's exciting stuff that, that, that Goot has been able to put together a class like that. And, and it's and because of this uh, this 2020 class, I think that just goes to show people are you know you're up and down on this 2020 class. We have no idea what Jordan Love is. We have no idea what Josiah Deguara is because he got hurt. Looked like a heck of a player in his first game. We think AJ Dillon's a good player. Uh, weird pick still, but we still think he can play. And we're still and we're just talking about talent evaluation and for how this Packers team is built. And if the Packers team is willing to take guys and say, hey. We're going to take guys, redshirt them, and unleash them in their second, third year. That's fine if it works. Another a team that does that very successfully is the Pittsburgh Steelers, who has been obviously a, a contender for the last fifteen years. It, it's a smart way to build a roster to not have to rely on these young guys to come in and play right away. And so I just think you know if that's how the Packers want to do it, then then let's do it. Um, the last thing that I want to I want to touch on before we go, as we get into kind of who's coming up for the Packers, and that the Packers' next opponent is the Lions. Then they have the Panthers. Then they have the Titans, and they have the Bears. 
The question I think that is on my mind is can Aaron Rodgers get to 50 touchdowns? Can Aaron Rodgers get to 50 touchdowns with less than five interceptions? That would mean Rodgers has leeway to throw one interception in the next four games, which is not not absurd for, for 12. That's not really asking too much of him. But that's 14 touchdown passes in four games. That is three and a half per game. Is that doable? Well, let's take a look at let's take a look at each of these teams' pass defense. The Lions, who we have next week, are giving up 261.7 yards a game. That is good for 26th in the NFL. They they have given up 24 touchdowns this year. That is 23rd in the NFL. Okay, we have a bottom third team, and Rodgers should feast. Okay, then we have the Panthers, 249.3 yards per game, 19th in the league, uh, 19 touchdowns, tied for 14th in the league. Okay, so they are a very middle-of-the-pack defense. Aaron Rodgers has been demolishing middle-of-the-pack defenses. Aaron Rodgers has been demolishing top-tier defenses. Um, Then we have the Titans who a lot of people are, are most scared about this Titans game because of because of Derrick Henry. And I understand that. But get this. The Titans have given up 274.5 yards a game. That's 27th in the league, and they've given up 27 touchdowns, which is dead last. Dead last. That should be a game that Aaron Rodgers can put up some points and put up some numbers if they can slow down Derrick Henry. But the thing about that is this Packers team scores so quickly so quickly the Packers get an early touchdown get a stop get a touchdown and then before you know it you're down two scores in Tennessee and now you're wondering oh gosh can we ride Derrick Henry they have the tools to do it it could happen but I could see it going either way I could see Rodgers absolutely lighting them up not to mention that's Matt LaFleur's old team and I'm sure he would love to light them up and put up uh you know just get those get those numbers rolling on the scoreboard and then to cap off the season we have the Bears 238.4 yards a game, which is 16th, 19th, 19 touchdowns again, tied for 14th. So there's no one left on on this Packers schedule who you look at and say, "Ooh, that's where this that's that's where this Packers offense is going to struggle." They don't exist. It doesn't happen. All four of these defenses are not good. The Packers' back end of their schedule is very soft, and it's just getting softer because I'm not sure. I, the Titans seem like they're imploding. Um, if Christian McCaffrey gets back for the Panthers, sure, but it's not going to be enough. This team should finish 13-3, and three, and Aaron Rodgers legit has a chance to throw 50 touchdowns and five interceptions. You do that, you're the MVP. You do that, you are the MVP. Co-MVP at worst. You throw 50 touchdowns and less, five or less interceptions, it would, be high, it would be illegal to not give that person the MVP. The thing is, Patrick Mahomes might do it too. <laughs> so uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't put anything past that guy. Um, so it, my advice is don't get salty. Don't get salty about it. That that kills me on Twitter when people are like, well, Pat does this, Pat. And it's kind of fun to troll sometimes, but really just enjoy these two guys. I don't know when the next time or if there will be a next time that we have two quarterbacks playing at this elite level at the same time. It's It's a lot of fun. You know, 2020 has not been a lot of fun. So let's enjoy the things that we can enjoy. And, you know, guys, I appreciate you and enjoy doing these podcasts. And thank you guys for listening. That's all from me today. 
Hope you guys have the best week of your life. And as always, go Pack Go. Thank <laughs> you.